Here we go. The Earthbox Podcast. Welcome to the Earthbox Podcast. Well, are freaking God? Earthbox. That is a made-up name. It's my gamer tag. Yeah, he's a great man, by the way. Yeah, baby, yeah. Here we go. Like it. Come on, like it. Subscribe to it, please. Earthbox. Well, here we go. Attempt number two. I'm all flustered. Because, well, you know, when you use free software to accomplish, when you're, let me qualify, when you're too cheap to spend money on things that work well, you ultimately are forced to go with free things that work uh, not as well. So here we go. Fingers crossed. I I really hope I'm capturing everything. So far, it all looks good on on, on my end. <laughs> After uh, preparing all week, getting down here into the studio and getting ready to fire off what is hopefully about a thousand percent better than the last episode, I start running through doing sound checks, you know, dotting my I's, crossing my T's. And uh, realizing that the same problems that I presumed to have been resolved still persist. I even uh, uninstalled my good mouse because it had this bloated software that ate up way too much CPU of my poor old machine. I'm convinced that Windows is going to keep pushing out updates until... All of my devices are completely broken. But that's what we love about our capitalist society, right? So as I'm moving forward in this new season, I keep mulling over in my brain what I'm going to do to make this more entertaining, to make it stand out from the things that already exist from, from creators that are much more experienced than I am. Even though I have formal education and prior experience in broadcast radio, I noticed even after just taking a few months off to kind of collect myself and, and take a better approach that I was really out of practice. And uh, I think part of it is a consequence of our culture being that we don't have conversations with each other anymore especially in my in my day to day my 9 to 5 I don't see a lot of my coworkers even though there's a lot of them just leave it at that so having a vibrant engaging thought provoking conversation doesn't happen for me very often. I would argue that it probably doesn't happen for most of us. But I was kind of surprised to hear I was listening to Jesse Kelly do an interview. And he was talking about a a garden party he had in his sprawling estate, no doubt. Jesse Kelly, very, very well known among us. Among we radical conservatives... Discussing the Bud Light situation with his neighbors and how uh, they're all, oh, I, I don't know. Let's, let's get started with <laughs> my first uh, attempt to find some information on the fly, which is why I need a producer or something. Here we go. Some some. Fast facts on Jesse Kelly. Where does Jesse Kelly live? Hmm. I wonder what the FBI would think about that. I'm probably on a watch list already. And I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not shying away. This is uh, a fact of life for freedom-loving conservatives. We will be persecuted by this Justice Department, 
under the the Biden regime. Let's try what state does Jesse Kelly live in? Texas. All right. I could have guessed. If I was on, you know, who wants to be a millionaire, I would have just gone for it. Even if it was the $100 question. Houston, Texas, speaking to his conservative friends about the Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney controversy. And I thought it was kind of remarkable how, uh, and it is, it is remarkable to more than just me. What a sensation this has created. Dylan Mulvaney is now the face of of Bud Light, or at least he was, until Bud Light lost $50 billion in, in market value. Here's a little Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, we got to go to TikTok. Hi, how are you? I haven't been making as many videos. There's been a lot going on and I was feeling a little down today, but I was walking on the sidewalk in New York and this garbage truck drives by me and the garbage man leans out of the truck and goes, hello, Dylan. And I went, hello. (laughs) It was the most unexpected person and it gave me the courage to keep going. And um, I bet I it terrified that. And if you're him. That man that's I would watching have been this terrified. right now, you really made my day. And I especially love you. Okay. Yeah, everybody loves being recognized for, you know, their achievements. When I was in a band and I would, you know, walk through the grocery store and get recognized by a fan, it was exhilarating. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know, everybody. But he hates Dylan Mulvaney. I don't I don't know Dylan Mulvaney. Why would why would I hate him? Why would any of us? Unless you know Dylan Mulvaney and you know he's a real creep. I don't really I don't feel like you have a cause. You shouldn't hate a person if you don't know them. Because look, We know only what the propagandists want us to know about Dylan Mulvaney. I hear a lot of political pundits talk about how Dylan Mulvaney was creating content for his TikTok channel or his YouTube channel as a man, presenting as a man. And then he started ramping up the gay a little bit. Sorry if that's an offensive way to put it. If you know me, you know I don't have hate in my heart for gay people or trans people or straight people or black people or any any people. Not just based on them being people. Not based on what I can see of them. It's a stupid position to take. If you hate somebody because of the color of their skin or the way they present or who they like to have sex with, well, you're an ignorant person. You need to evaluate your positions. Dylan Mulvaney just wants to be liked. He wants you to like him. He wants you to watch his videos. He wants to be a accomplished content creator. Don't we all? Do we all want to be accomplished Content creators recognized for creating great content. I mean, this is the reason that Bud Light approached him to begin with because he's got what a hundred billion kajillion followers on TikTok. And Bud Light wanted to get a piece of that. I wanted to pull up the Bud Light. VP statement was very controversial. She was, she said the reason that Bud Light reached out to bring Dylan Mulvaney in is because they needed to flout the frat guy 
uh, uh, image that they had. Well, the image that Bud Light had was doing just fine because they were dominating the market. And since this partnership came out and created all of this controversy, they've been losing a lot of money on their market cap. I think this is her. Alyssa Heinerscheid. Let's go with this. In, in theory, this will be I a, whoa, Nick that is not what I wanted. Quiet down. Why? Why is this so difficult to accomplish? Why is my control V not pasting? I specifically asked it to paste. Don't troll me. All right. I'm trying my best. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we need mm-hmm. to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. What does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. We had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important (laughs) that we had another approach. So she's the one that brought it in. She's the one that said we need to get Dylan Mulvaney. And it's, it's sad because really Dylan Mulvaney has been... 21, only 21.1 subscribers on YouTube. Dylan Mulvaney has been exploited. He's been taken advantage of. And, and who says no? Who says no? I'm, I'm sorry, Bud Light. I'm not going to be your, your spokesperson because, I mean, what? Give me a good, give me a good reason. Why not? Why would somebody say no? I don't want, the millions of of dollars involved in this in this endorsement deal because people <laughs> because it's going to make people mad i come on i <laughs> i come on and do this podcast knowing that it's going to make people mad am i raking in millions certainly not dylan mulvaney has Almost 11 million followers on TikTok. That is why Bud Light wants to make him her. The face of their product. That is the reason. Not because they endorse transgenderism. They want you to believe they endorse transgenderism because they believe that that's going to get him or to get, that's going to earn them more sales. That's going to increase their market share. And here's the picture. The picture that caused all of the controversy. If you're listening on audio, please do. Head over to my Rumble channel, the Earthvox podcast on Rumble, and subscribe so that I can uh, stream this live for you without having to pay what I think Rumble wants 10 bucks a month if you just want to jump into the streaming pool without an established following of five subscribers or better. I mean, it's not really that, it's not really that difficult, but... Uh, It needs to be said, nevertheless. Bud Light has since sort of apologized. I don't know if you would agree with that assessment. But they did release a statement saying, we didn't intend to create a divisive conversation. 
what do we have a little bit from this article? From the Independent Journal Review. Just a few paragraphs from the CEO of Anheuser-Busch. As the CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, I am responsible for ensuring every consumer feels proud of the beer we brew. We're honored to be part of the fabric of this country. Anheuser-Busch employs more than 18,000 people, and our independent distributors employ an additional 47,000 valued colleagues. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, and a proud history supporting our communities, military, first responders, sports fans, and hardworking Americans everywhere. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. My time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability and the values upon which America was founded. Freedom, hard work, and respect for one another. As CEO of Anheuser-Busch, I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. I care deeply about this country, this company, our brands, and our partners. I spend much of my time traveling across America, listening to and learning from our customers, distributors, and others. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation. B. Whitworth, CEO, Anheuser-Busch. So what do you think of that? Is that a decent apology? I believe their uh, stock price began to climb a little bit. Last I checked, it was up a few uh, percentage points, a few, a few tenths of a percentage point. Let's see what we can learn from reading. Anheuser-Busch stock price market watch. It is up. So it's up a couple of bucks from the last time. I don't know. I don't, I don't hate. I mean, I don't drink beer. I don't really drink liquor at all because it's really terrible for your body. The health of your guts and all of those good bacteria in there that create the hormones like serotonin, etc., that you need for your behavioral health. But what I hate is the fake. This idea that they think we're so stupid. They can put Dylan Mulvaney's can, Dylan Mulvaney's face on a can and make us all believe that they support the trans community. My question is why, why would we think that you didn't support the trans community? Why not support the trans community? I feel like the reason that there's this push for, for gender transitioning drugs and hormones and, and surgeries stems from this idea that, that we can't accept people for who they are. And if a person's going to wear women's clothing, they better be a woman or something. Or what we're going to tie them to the hitch of our truck and drag them down gravel roads until they're dead. No, you should accept people for who they are. And you should accept yourself for who you are. You don't need to get surgery to be accepted. And it doesn't matter what age. You don't need to cut off your body parts. To be comfortable with who you are. And if you believe that, you have a mental health issue. That could stem from 
your childhood upbringing, from being teased in school. But you definitely shouldn't be allowed to use your biological sex to give yourself an advantage in this disgusting fake concept that says a biological man should be able to compete against biological women in sporting events. I tell you what, if you want to do that, and I've heard other broadcasters, podcasters, and content creators make this same opinion, if you want to take all of the hormones, have all of the surgeries, and complete the full entire transition, then you can be a woman. But until then, you're a man. And that's okay. It's okay. If you want to present as a female, that's okay. What's, what's so wrong with being called a man? If you're a woman, what's so wrong with being called a woman? It's just a word. It's how we designate your gender as a society. There is nothing wrong with being a man. There is nothing wrong with being a woman. There's nothing wrong with wearing any kind of clothes you want. Why is a dress only for girls? Honest question. Why are Barbies only for girls? Why are G.I. Joes only for boys? There's no sense to it. We classify these things because of the traditional desire that boys and girls have. Little girls like pink things. Little girls like Barbie dolls. Traditionally. Not because they're forced to. I just asked my wife. I told her I'd had this idea. I want to get, I'm going to get some Nerf guns. Or maybe one Nerf gun. I'm going to get some cardboard boxes and I'm going to cut some holes in these cardboard boxes. I'm going to get these Nerf guns for my daughters. And we're going to play with Nerf guns and, and shoot them at the holes in these cardboard boxes to just something fun to do that doesn't involve a screen. And I asked my wife, is that too macho? Would that be more for little boys? She said no. And my thought is, who cares? Maybe they'll have fun with it. Maybe they won't. It doesn't matter if it's more <laughs> appropriate for a boy or a girl. If they have fun, then they can have fun with it. Traditionally, there are some things that boys like to do. And traditionally, there are some things that girls like to do. If you're a little girl that likes to do things that traditionally boys like to do, that doesn't mean you're a trans boy. It doesn't mean you need to start on your hormone blockers and prepare for your top surgery. It means you like what you like. And if you like wearing a dress, good for you. It's very important to know what you like. It's very important to know who you are, and nobody should get in the way of that. 
Imagine where we would be as a society if we taught kids from a young age to accept the people around them for who they are and to accept yourself for who you are. That's what we need to be focusing on, but instead let's, let's focus on how upset we are that Dylan Mulvaney is the face of Bud Light. And yes, the people in these schools that are trying to convince kids that it's time to transition, that make statements like kids should be on puberty blockers until they're old enough to decide what gender they are. Those are sick, twisted individuals and probably big pharma operatives. Big Pharma would love to have us all taking a festival of pills every day, every month, every year for the rest of our lives. And they're working real hard to make sure that that is reality. And I was wondering myself, to myself, why, where, where, where is all this coming from? What's going on? Why is there such a push now to get us on all the pills? They come out with these bogus food pyramids that say lucky charms are more healthy to have for breakfast than an egg. Which is immediately dismissed by everyone. We all know that that's complete crap. A bunch of sugar and marshmallows. And GMO ingredients stamped into fun shapes for kids is supposed to be more healthy than a scrambled egg? You must be joking. And of course, we're all wise to it. Of course, we know that it's complete bogus. And this is why I think or at least part of the reason for the COVID-19 pandemic and the forced vaccinations that were being forced to endure. Or at least that we have to battle against. Because now this flow of information is so fast and it's so accessible by the entire population that Big Pharma is going to be forced, is forced now, and is currently recreating their business models because they know that, we can, that they can no longer rely on our ignorance to fuel their profit margins because we know. And if you don't already know, you, you will know soon. That canola oil, safflower oil, corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, all of the stuff that's packed into all of our foods is making us sick. It is causing dependence on the healthcare system, on the pharmaceuticals, diabetes medications. And I think Big Pharma knows that they're looking at a grave decrease in our dependence on their products because we've figured it out. We know you're spraying poison on our food. We know these genetically modified organisms that you've repackaged as healthy food for us are actually harming our bodies. And myself, my family, and anyone that will listen is going to start cutting those out of their diet. They're going to become a lot healthier and a lot less dependent on big pharma and companies like Pfizer and Moderna for their services just to help people feel better. 
more and more studies are coming out and people are learning. Oh, what's that? I can control my depression and anxiety just by changing my diet, reducing my intake of foods that cause inflammation throughout my body. Like every major health concern that exists in the human body is generally a product of inflammation. And you start looking into the effects that these seed oils and sugar and fake sugar has on our inflammation and our gut health, and you realize that we are poisoning ourselves. We are literally poisoning ourselves with these foods. That the FDA, by the way, comes out and says, oh, uh, uh, what is it, generally recognized as safe? Generally. And we can't rely on the honesty of any medical studies. You know, the, the food industry spends more on the studies of their products than the FDA or the CDC or the USDA or any of these government agencies that are supposed to be keeping us healthy. Because Coca-Cola and Kraft and Franz and General Mills, they all want these studies to come out that say that their products are generally healthy. Part of a nutritious breakfast. Go ahead. Eat all those lucky charms. We paid this, science, this scientist to put together this food pyramid that says, yeah, you want to eat lots of GMO corn and GMO wheat. That's been soaked in glyphosate. That is known to cause cancer. And by the way, Monsanto and Bayer, their parent company, are paying out lawsuits in the millions. <coughs> because they got caught. They found out. But we're catching on. We know what's up. We're cutting it out of our diet. And that's going to affect their profits. And profits are the most important thing. Not the health of your customers. Show me a CEO that doesn't prioritize the bottom line over everything else. I don't know. Maybe Elon Musk. Elon Musk spent $44 million to buy Twitter. And I think he said that he, it, he values it at about half that money now. Let's see if I can get a good answer. Twitter stock price today is... That doesn't exist. Because we know that Twitter... Thank you, my love. Went private. Twitter went private after Elon Musk uh, purchased it. Myself a little drinky poo. Courtesy of my beautiful wife. Because despite, despite all, all of my efforts to have everything within reach... I always forget something. It's the story of my life. It's why I essentially shouldn't be left unsupervised. I need a babysitter. I'm almost 40, but need a babysitter. Though I, have, I just pulled up this article from arstechnica.com. Jump on Rumble to check out the video. Follow along with me. But from March 27th, Elon Musk told Twitter employees that the company is now worth about $20 billion, less than half the amount he paid for it. But he sees a path 
to a future valuation of more than $250 billion. And I think the latest is that he is trying to bring it up to, he's, he's about to start stock trading? If I can find, if I can confirm that information, there's an app. I think it's called uh, WeChat. It's based in China. And it's a, a currency exchange. It's a messaging app. I think there's social media elements and I guess Elon Musk wants to rip it off. I mean, I don't know. Why, why wouldn't you? International, what is it? Copyright law? This is why we're going to have World War III. Because we can't all just agree. Because it's, it's like there's always one party. One group. And maybe this is by design. I mean, the, the, the globalist elites are always pulling the strings. There's never, there can never be unanimous consent, right? We always got to be fighting. And it's because of things like, I mean, look, you look at international copyright law, and then you look at a country like China, who just steals every idea under the sun. And they go, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to come? Okay, come get us. We'll be over here with the world's largest population. <laughs> Good luck getting me. Oh, oh, we're sorry. And this was, this was part of that, that Google controversy. China wanted Google to come over and make them a Google that they could control through their authoritarian means. And... Google got a lot of flack for agreeing to work with China and and develop this you know search engine this this technology for them and they just said they came back and said look if if we don't agree to help China on on some kind of fair, you know, negotiated terms. They're just going to steal the, they're, they're going to basically steal our algorithms. They're going to steal this search engine that we, that we have because I mean, Chinese spies are all over. I mean, and I believe they're working at the Pentagon. I mean, at least that, that was what I first thought when when the the news about the the pentagon leaks came out there was a leak about uh the yeah these pentagon papers from uh beckernews.com he's kyle becker uh one of my favorite twitter follows he runs i think it used to be wildfire news or that that was the name of his substack and uh, we butted heads a little bit because he was complaining about how uh, suppressed he was getting by Google and YouTube and kicked off of the, his, his channel and locked out of his account. And I said, hey, maybe don't rely on Google and YouTube to push your content. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't like that very much. But you know what? It's not a very, I mean, honestly, it's not a very sensitive response. However, it's also not bad advice. This is why this show is not on YouTube. I had a show on YouTube, hundreds of hours of content, and it was crushed and destroyed and discarded. So what am I supposed to do? Crawl back and say, oh, please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was bad. Please. Let me back on your platform. Let me back on your platform so that you can cancel me again. 
Let me drive content or let me let me create content and drive viewers to your platform so that you can just cut me off and delete all of it when I say something that you don't agree with. This was part of I mean, this is one of the stories that that I missed when I was having my break is Steven Crowder's battle with with the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire offered Steven Crowder uh, uh, a deal, $50 million to be, you know, an exclusive content creator on, on their, you know, the, the Daily Wire's doing great work. Ben, ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, you know, Matt Walsh, of course, created that documentary, What is a Woman, that, you know, got rave reviews and kind of, you know, just exp- exposed a lot of the lunacy that was going on with with the transgender movement and you know i'm a woman if i say i'm a woman and and of course my question as i mentioned earlier was why 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 do you got to be a woman why can't you just be a man put a wig on wear a dress get some high heels throw on some rouge and some lipstick and 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 live your life do your thing no big deal who cares? That it was exposed that the Daily Wire was offering these um, shady contracts to new content creators, maybe content creators that couldn't afford a lawyer to read over everything and, and break it down in, in terms that people can actually understand and say, hey, this is a bad deal. They're helping themselves to all of your content and simultaneously mandating that you follow along with the rules that big tech sets for you on Facebook and YouTube. And if you get kicked off, there are heavy monetary penalties in store for you. So the Daily Wire was basically saying, look, you're going to self-censor and adhere to the guidelines of these radical leftist platforms or else. So Steven Crowder came out and said, well, he exposed the whole thing, said this is not okay. You should not be doing this. And I will not participate. And a lot of people now are calling it a publicity stunt. I sort of thought it was a publicity stunt to begin with because Crowder had just left the blaze and Daily Wire is, they're, they're, they're trying to make this push. They, they want to sort of corner the market, I suppose, on, on conservative content. And... The last thing we need is more centralization. But content creators like me and others would love to be able to quit their day job and make a living creating content. I mean, personally, I would be able to spend a lot more time preparing and putting videos together and, 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 making the kind of show that I want to make if I could put 40 hours a week into preparing. I could do an hour-long show every day. Two-hour-long show every day. But when you have a family, little kids, other responsibilities, along with a job that you have to work 50 hours plus a week, It's a grind. It's a big time struggle. And the idea of being able to make even 100K a year to put a show together 
record a podcast, stream a video. And rumble.com, by the way, look up my channel, subscribe to it, the Earthbox podcast. Steven Crowder now exclusively on Rumble, perhaps. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of creators, you know, big ones, Steven Crowder, Tim Pool. They're not really interested in trying to toe the line with YouTube anymore. Took them long enough. YouTube is authoritarian, totalitarian, propagandists. Elon Musk needs to go buy YouTube now. But that's his whole deal. He wants to create competitive products. And I say go. Go, boy, go. Make it happen. And on the other hand, he does have to answer to China in some respects. But the, the further he goes, the more he pushes, the more he establishes himself as, as sort of this free speech absolutist, what he claims for himself, the more I wonder if China really is in a position to take him down when they need some economic boosts themselves. They need jobs for their citizens as well. Uh, but the re reality is, I mean, with such authoritarian control over their entire country, we really can't be relying on the information that comes out of China in any capacity. Maybe, some, maybe true info comes out, but we really can't trust it. Though Elon Musk made headlines again, uh, just absolutely wrecking the BBC. And, and this is kind of a long video. I guess uh, broadcast rules dictate that you shouldn't be playing long videos in your content. But uh, you know what? I'm not one for rules. So let's just uh, let's let it ride. Free speech is meaningless unless you allow people uh, you don't like to say things you don't like. Otherwise, it's irrelevant. Um, and if at the point at which you lose uh, free speech, uh, it doesn't come back. I, th I think the issue some people have is that a lot of people were brought back. I mean, some people were brought back who uh, were previously banned for spreading things like uh, QAnon conspiracies. You have people like Andrew Tate who were brought back, who were previously uh, banned for things like hate speech. Do you think you prioritize freedom of, of speech over misinformation and hate speech? Well, you know, who's to say that something, something is misinformation? Um, who's the arbiter of that? Is it the BBC? Are you literally asking me? Yes. Well, no, you, you, are, the, the you are the arbiter on Twitter because you own Twitter. Yes, I'm saying who, who is to say that uh, one person's misinformation is another person's information? Um, at the point at which you, you say that there is, uh, this is misinformation, like who is you, going you to decide that? You accept that misinformation that? can be dangerous, that it can cause yes. real world harms, that it can potentially cause them. Um, yeah, so the point I'm trying to make is the BBC it's All right, so hold on. Where do you come down on that? Misinformation is dangerous. Okay. At what point do we hold individuals responsible for discerning whether information is accurate or, or inaccurate? We have mainstream media outlets that just lie nonstop over and over and over again. And some of their stories don't even contain a shred of factual information. It's a it's a question that requires a lot a lot more analysis. I, I would love to have a discussion with somebody that knows more than I on the topic. Self has at times published things that are false. Do you agree that that has occurred? I, 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 I'm quite sure the BBC have uh, said things before that turn out to not be true. Right. Uh, it, it is whatever it is, hundred year history. I'm quite sure. Yes. 
Even if you aspire to be accurate, there are times when it will, you, you will not be. We've spoken to people very recently who were involved in moderation, and they just say they just, there's not enough people to police this stuff, particularly around, um, particularly around hate speech um, in the company. Do, is that well, what hate that you speech want to are you address? talking about? I mean, you use Twitter, right? Do you see a rise in hate speech? I mean, I, I, just a personal anecdote. Like, what did you? I don't. Personally, my uh, for you, I would see. I get, I get more of that kind of content. Yeah. And who decides what hate speech? I'm not going to talk to talk to the rest of for, for the rest of Twitter. So you see more hate speech personally. I would say I would see more hateful content in that. In that content probably. you don't like or or hateful. What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, different from person to person. What's hateful or what's not hateful? A, a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist. Those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is that I'm what not, you're saying? I'm not saying anything. Oh, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm, tr I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con content, and I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist. That's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me. You've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. It depends on who you follow. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't. I, I, honestly, you I don't, can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why. Because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore. Because I, I just don't particularly like it. You actually, said a lot of people. A lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only. Well, I only look well, at hang my, on a second. You said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example. Not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I. Well, then I, how did you see the hateful content? content? <laughs> because I've been I've been using I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the you for you hateful content. And I'm asking for one example. Right. And, and you I, can't I, give a single I, one. And, and, and I'm saying I, I, then I, I say so that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give a single example of hateful con content, not even one tweet. And yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed, you just lied. What no, no. What I claim was oh. uh, there are many uh, oh. organizations that say that that kind of information is on the rise. That now, needs a meme. That needs a meme to drop right on top of that. That be that poor BBC reporter is a meme, and and uh, it, it hurts my heart because I know that guy is sitting there realizing to himself that he is owned, but his job, his job from the BBC, and thank you by the way. Uh, the Daily Caller for that video and uh, the DC Shorts YouTube channel. Please subscribe for for more of that content. I'm I'm just trying to keep myself out of trouble. <laughs> I appreciate the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The aggregation of of this content that I can use on my program. So where was I? He's trying so hard to own Elon Musk because that's his job. That's the job that the BBC has tasked him with. He can't come away from this interview making Elon Musk look good. And this is the, in, in, in my belief, this is the root of all of our problems. Because we don't have an honest media. We don't have an honest media that, re that reaches the masses. This is why Tim Pool will have a conversation with someone that he doesn't know and hear that person say that he thinks the January 6th uh, uh, protesters are treasonous that should be and they should all be executed. Because his head is filled with lies from these propagandists. And it's easy for me to sit here and say, this person is a bad person and he should quit his job or he should tell his boss that he's not going to do this kind of thing and he's going to go do what exactly? Going to go work at a 7-Eleven? Going to go sell cigarettes and host his cupcakes for $13 an hour because... He doesn't want to participate in being a propagandist. Is that a realistic solution to this problem? They should all just quit their jobs because they don't want to enable these massive mainstream media corporations to lie to the global public any longer. No, that's not the solution. The solution is... 
everyone ceasing to engage with them. And, and we are. We are accomplishing that. Don't believe everything that comes through the screen at you. In, in terms of what the popular opinion is. Don't believe the polls. Don't believe everything that you scroll through on Twitter, even though it may be now owned by this benevolent figure, Elon Musk. Because it is my opinion that this is not an accurate representation of the world that we live in. This is a represent this is representative of the fringes of both sides. The leftist propaganda wants you to believe that it's alt-right extremists. Everywhere, causing all of this problem causing all of these problems. And then you turn on Fox News and it's nothing but, oh, the leftists are after your kids. It's, it's drag queen story time. And they're all trying to transition kids. And it's all meant to really upset you. Regardless of what side you're on. You're meant to be angry about it. I can, can you, if you're on the left, it's, can you believe all of these fascists that are trying to overthrow our government and Marjorie Taylor Greene is a Nazi and Matt Gates wants to, uh, you know, control all of the women's bodies. And if you're on the right, it's all oh, the left is coming. They're coming for your kids. They're putting all these gay books in schools because I believe that the ultimate goal here is to Put us at war with each other and put us at war with our government. Because that is our, what would you call it? It's our, it's our exit plan, right? This is, this is how we escape. This is how we get away. This is how we're going to move forward. Peaceful divorce. We're all going to run into our individual corners. We're going to, if, 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 you're, if you're a leftist, you're going to move to California. You're going to move to New York. You're going to move to San Francisco. If you're a Republican conservative, you're going to move to Florida, you're going to move to Texas, and you're going to have all of the things that you want. And then we're going to have this peaceful divorce. Never mind the foreign interests that would love to see that. Would love to see us go to war with ourselves. Would love to see us tear our own country apart because let's be honest, that's the only way that we fail. The only way that we fail is to go to war with each other. And never mind the politicians. It's the media. It's the intelligence community. It's the globalist establishment that wants that for us. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Boy, this one feels a lot better than the last one, right? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling proud. I hope you are too. Please share this show. Go to Rumble, subscribe to my channel. I would love to live stream. You can make that a reality for me. Just go to rumble.com, search the Earthbox podcast. That's all you got to do. Follow me on Twitter at Earthbox. Make me your friend on Discord. I am Earthbox, hashtag 1256. I will invite you to my Discord channel and perhaps we could have a conversation during one of these streams. Doesn't that sound wonderful? So until next time, stay positive. Don't believe the propaganda. Shut it off. Fight against it. I will do my best to bring you the truth and common sense as I see it. I'll be back.